1: Let's go to Mark chapter 4, verse 35 through 41, and it reads, On the same day when evening had come, he said to them, we're talking about Jesus here. Everybody say Jesus. He said to them, Let us cross over to the other side. Let us cross over to the other side. Now when they had left the multitude, they took him along in the boat as he was. And other little boats were also with him. And a great windstorm arose and the waves beat into the boat so that it was already filling. But he was in the stern, asleep on a pillow. And they awoke him and said to him, teacher, do you not care that we are perishing? Then he arose and rebuked the wind and said to the sea, peace, be still. And the wind ceased and there was a great calm. But he said to them, why are you so fearful? How is it that you have no faith? What a profound question. And direct. I love my friend Chris Aguilar. He's one of the most direct people that I know in the world. Is that right, Anthony? (laughs) He's like, you know, please answer the question, yes or no. And I think he got it from the Lord Jesus Why are you so fearful? How is it that you have no faith? I I wonder if Jesus was here, you know, living in 2023, and he talked to some of his disciples like that, they'd just get offended and leave, you know, or he'd get canceled. How many of us have uh, difficult conversations or confronting conversations with people that love us and friends and, and pastors and leaders that, that try to speak into our lives, but, but we get so defensive and we get so offended. And Jesus is like, how are you so fearful? How do you not have any faith? And they feared exceedingly and said to one another, who can this be that even the wind and the sea obey him? The title of tonight's message is faith in the storm. Faith in the storm. Faith in the storm. Can I, can I ask you a question tonight? Is are there any people in here tonight that are going through a storm? You say, "Hey, you know what? I'm kind of going through a storm tonight." Thank you for the honesty. Thank you for the honesty. Awesome. Well, about 5 of us. The rest of you, you know, you're on you're just chilling. <laughs> so, you know, I guess this can be a really good message for if, when the storms come. Take good notes. I want to see everyone with their phones out taking really good notes. So when the storms come, you know what to do. But I'm really believing that the Holy Spirit is going to equip us tonight and, and give us sort of a weapon on how to fight through the storm, how to navigate through a storm. Because the reality is that storms will come. I'm not prophesying negatively. It's just a matter of life. If you if you talk to a captain of a boat, they'll tell you, "Hey," and they're out on, on the sea for a while. They'll tell you, "Hey, storms come. It just happens." But but how 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 foolish of us if we didn't know how to operate in the storm? If we didn't talk about it, if we didn't if we didn't equip the church. Come on, somebody, if we didn't equip ourselves. on how when the storms come, hey, it can just be a trigger and an indicator. I'm trained. Have you guys watched the movie? What's the name of that movie? The Sail, the, the True Spirit. Have you guys watched True Spirit, anybody? The story of this beautiful girl. She's 16 years old and she sails around the world. But they do, they go through massive training. So for when the storms come and the winds and, and the waves hit the, the sail, they, they were training for it. So when it came, it didn't rattle her. It didn't shook her. It didn't shake her. It was just like, okay, I know what to do. I, I got my training, so I'm, I know what to do. Okay, I know what to do. I know the manual. I know what the Bible says. I know what the Word of the Lord says. I know the promises of God. Come on, somebody. I'm going through a storm, but I know my God is bigger. I know greater is He that is in me than He that is in the world. I know I have the anointing of the Lord, and nothing can stop me. Come on. I know my God is bigger than the devil. Come on, in his demons. I know I got the wisdom of God. I know I got the equipping of God. I know I will not lack because my God will provide. My God shall provide, supply all of my needs according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. I know the manual. I'm going through a storm, but it's all right. I know what to do. So uh, I want us to to talk about how how, how to navigate through a storm. Is that all right? So let's go through this passage real quick. Mark chapter 4, verses 35 through 41. On the same day when evening had come, he said to them, let us cross over to the other side. Let us cross over to the other side. Jesus makes them a promise. Jesus made his disciples a promise. What are some of the promises that God has made to you? Has God ever made a promise to you? And, and, and when God made a promise to you, did you see it transpire and come to pass right away with no storms? Was it just easy, like, you know, going on a walk in the park and, and you came back and, oh, it happened. The promise was, was easy. Was it like that? It's typ- that's why I love this passage, because typically life is like that. Jesus, you know, you'll come on a, on a Wednesday night or a Sunday morning, or you might be reading your one-year Bible, and God speaks to you. Or you might be driving. How many of you love it when God speaks to you when you're driving? Especially if you have a long commute. How many of you love it when God speaks to you in the bathroom? Come on, somebody, that's me. I have friends that go to the bathroom. They, you know, they're like, they're 45, 50 minutes. Everybody knows it. He's like, he's gone, yo. He's like, let's all leave. Let's go back to our house. He's, he's not coming back, yeah. But how many of you love when God when God speaks to you, he, he promises you something? But but then 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 life happens. But but thanks be to God that the Bible is a book full of promises. Come on, that's why every time, listen, every time we, I love Awaken Church because every time there's a preacher up here speaking, you're going to hear a promise from God, a promise of of blessing, of favor, of prosperity. Come on, God has good plans for us, the Bible says, to give us a future and a hope. It's full of really good promises. Listen to this. There are 8,810 promises made by God in the Bible. 8,000. 7,487 of them are promises made by God to humankind, to us. So if, if you find yourself like, hey, I need hope in my life. I need vision. I'm going through it. You know, I'm not feeling good. I wake up and I just, even though it's sunny outside, I feel like, I feel like it's cloudy because I feel sad. I'm going through some depression. You know, life is not going the way I wanted it to be. I had some plans that by now, at this age, life would look a certain way or by this stage in my life, life would be different. I, I remember, you know, praying and believing and closing my eyes and seeing that life would be different. I had hopes. And and I was believing. But let me tell you something. If that's you tonight, God has a promise for you. Come on. In the Bible. In the Word of God. That's why it's so good to dive into the Word. Because the Bible's full of promises. So Jesus makes them a promise. Let us cross over to the other side. I remember in 2009, I'm reading my Bible. Reading out of Romans. And, and I'm just reading my Bible. I've just gotten married. has been a year of, of you know, being married, loving life, and it's just my wife and I, you know enjoying and the one bedroom apartment, just uh having the best time of our lives, really it was fun, you know um, and then I'm reading my Bible on a on a, in the morning on a particular day, and I'm reading through Romans and and I'm reading when Abraham when Paul's talking about Abraham that God visits them and he says, at this said time next year you're going to have a son. As I'm reading the, this, I feel the Spirit of God just hit me. That's for you. At this set time next year, you will have a son. I'm like, oh, no, no, no. That, that can't happen. I got plans, Lord. Like, <laughs> Holy Spirit, I got plans. I'm going to travel the world, okay? I'm, I'm not going to have babies, kids for five years. It's going to be, I, I got plans, But the Holy Spirit just spoke to me, no, you will have a son at this said time next year. I wrote in my Bible, April 2009. April 2009. So I said, you know what, I'm not going to talk to Natalie. Lord, you speak to Natalie. And we'll see if that's you. Two days later, we're driving back from her parents' house. And she goes, hey, babe, I had a dream. I said, really, tell me. She said, I had a dream we are having a baby. I said, no, you didn't. She said, no, for real. I said, well, God just spoke to me that we're supposed, that we're going to have a son at this said time next year in April. We said, all right, we'll see what happens. So we got to work. Praise the Lord. And, uh, you know, thankfully she got pregnant right away. And um, so we're like, okay, that's the promise of God. April of 2010, we'll have a son. We're dreaming, thinking of names, and what are we gonna name the baby? And six weeks later, the unexpected happened. And we went through a miscarriage. It was very difficult, one of the most difficult days of my life. And, 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 and I had a choice, like I, I was now going through a storm and I'm like, how am I gonna respond? And I remember we're in the middle of, of, of in, in the room and it's, it, was, it was really difficult, really sad, very, very uh, it felt tragic. But I remember I, I grabbed my wife and said, baby, let's pray. And we began to pray. We said, Lord, we just thank you for your goodness. And listen, it's not like we felt happy, we felt joy, but how many of you that the Bible, how many of you know that the Bible says that we walk by faith and not by sight? And, and when you walk by faith and you don't feel it, it doesn't, mean, it doesn't mean that you're being fake. No, you're walking according to the word of God. And when you walk according to the word of God, you can partake of the promises of God. So I just grabbed my wife's hand and we began to pray, God, I thank you that you're good. Your mercies are everlasting. You are with us. Thank you that you have plans for us. God, I thank you. We don't understand this. This hurts. We got real with God. Come on, somebody. You got to get real with God. I, 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 it hurts, but but we trust you. And we have faith in you. We believe in you. We don't understand why this happened it hurts but but Lord we trust you and as we were praying we felt the heavens literally open and we felt this peace that surpasses all understanding that I can't explain to you it was supernatural and if 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 you've ever experienced that you know what I'm talking about and if you've never experienced that well get get ready because you're about to experience it so so that that was that and we're like oh well God you spoke to us like that was your promise what I wonder what happened the doctors tell us, hey, you got to wait, you know, X amount of months and, and, you know, we'll see, we'll see what happens. And we're like, I mean, we're so young. We're 20, I'm 20, I think 24 at the time, 25. And I'm not thinking, you know, they say your brain develops fully until you're 25. True story. That's why you can't rent a car until you're 25. So, so my brain was at like 70%, I think. So, and my wife's was younger, so maybe she was at 60. <laughs> Um, but, so, so we just, you know, we got to work again. Praise the Lord. And uh, in August, we, we, were, we were youth pastors at the time. We find out the day of our youth camp that we're pregnant again. And River was born April 16th of 2010. The promises of God are true. The word of God is true. This is not hocus pocus. The Bible is a bag. They say that it's a bag of seeds, Come on, you whatever, whatever need you need, if, if, you have, if you need prosperity, you got a seed of prosperity in the Bible. If you need restoration, you get a seed of restoration. If you need a miracle, you get a seed of, of a miracle. You begin to sow it. That's the Bible. That's the essence of our faith. What about you, though? What storms are you going through? Because storms happen, listen to this. So now when they had left the multitude, they took him along in the boat as he was, and other little boats were also with him. And a great windstorm arose, and the waves beat into the boat, so that it was already filling a storm a storm, a storm, storms will happen. It's it's just it's just it's just what happens in life. But it's how we respond. That is what I wanna what I want to talk about tonight. Maybe you're here, maybe you're believing for a baby. Like I was, maybe you're believing for a house. Maybe you're believing for healing or financial breakthrough maybe you're believing for a promotion maybe restoration with a family member or a friend maybe it's a dream that you have maybe it's a dream in ministry maybe you've been dreaming your whole life and and maybe you've been waiting for that fulfillment of that promise and maybe maybe you you forgot how to dream maybe maybe the dream just you felt like it died and but how many of you know that that our faith is in the Lord Jesus Christ and he died and he rose again even if dreams come on somebody even if you felt like your dreams have died Jesus and the Holy Spirit is here tonight come on to resurrect those dreams man i feel i can feel it see it so clearly i see some scales falling off of some of our some of our eyes because we forgot how to dream it's been tough it's been tough and and the storm has has been beating you just like those waves beat onto the boat and the water begins to fill how do the disciples respond god jesus don't you care that we're perishing isn't that true like sometimes we feel like that like Lord, can, can you see me? I mean, it's coming from the right, from the left, from in front of me, from behind me. I'm getting beat everywhere. Like, Lord, are you here? Are you there? And when you least expect it, you get another wave. Has that ever happened to you? Was is it just for two of us? <laughs> the storms happen. But why do storms happen? Storms happen to grow our faith. Storms happen to elevate us. I was having a moment with God in the bathroom. I won't tell you where because I don't want to give you any visuals. Come on, holy minds in the name of Jesus. So I'm having a moment with the Lord and, and, and the Holy Spirit begins to speak to me and gives me this, this visual of, of the disciples on the boat with Jesus and the storms happening. And, and I'm like, wow. And I see the disciples freaking out. And I began to ask the Holy Spirit, like, what? Like, I know the story. Jesus says, well, why are you so fearful? Why is it that you have no faith? And I, I began to ask the Holy Spirit. I said, Holy Spirit, how? Like, what should they have done? Like, why? It, it obviously looks like the Lord was upset with them, like, frustrated. Like, how is it that you have no faith? Like, I don't want Jesus to say that about me. Like, I want Jesus to be like, man, I'm proud of you man, well done. Like, I, I trained you well, and, and, and you follow the training, and like, I'm proud of you. Here comes more. You've been faithful over little. I'm gonna give you more. I want that, I want that to be the Lord's response, and, but I'm thinking like, God, what happened to them? Like, wh- how, what th- should they have done? And I'm just beginning to think, I'm like, gosh, Holy Spirit, what? Like, I'm really thinking with all my best thoughts, and I'm like, help me. I don't know what they should have done, so I'm like, well, maybe they should have come to the Lord in an honoring way, in a kind way, like Lord Jesus um, <clears throat> I know you're sleeping and having really good dreams right now. You're probably dreaming of Angel and Gabriel and maybe the Father speaking to you and the plans that you have for humankind. How you are going to save the world? But, but would you mind waking up and, you know, I, can, can you please calm the storm? And I'm like, yeah, that's what it is. Like, he, they should have just had a, a very genuine prayer. Like, Lord, would you wake up and just calm the storm? That's it. And I began, I'm like, okay, that's the word of the Lord. So I began to just declare over my situation and my storms, God, I thank you that my house in Utah, uh, I actually ask you that for you to sell my house in Utah. It was one of the most purest forms of of genuine forms of prayer I've ever had. I'm like, not trying to come up with all the lingo, the Christianese lingo. Oh, Heavenly Father, I thank you that in the name of the Lord, (laughs) You look upon my situation in thy servant in all the scriptures that I have memorized. My God will supply ha, all of my needs according to his riches. Ha. I didn't do any of that. I'm like, Lord. I'm like, Lord, can you can you sell my house? I'm like, Lord, can you like talk to my clients that owe us money? They just pay us. I mean, it was a simple, I was done in like 10 seconds. I'm like, Lord. I forget what else I prayed. Oh, I began to pray for the ministry. I'm like, Lord, thank you that I ask you for, just take Pathfinders to the next level. Come on, take our East Lake campus to the next level. Thank you, amen. And the Holy Spirit, said, that's not it. I'm like, what? The Holy Spirit begins to show me, he's like, and I began to wonder, really, is like, I wonder if if Jesus was expecting the disciples to operate under the same anointing that he would operate. I wonder if Jesus was expecting the disciples to rise up and to speak and declare wind and storm, be still, just like they had watched the Lord. I'm like, that's it. He was training them. It was now their time to rise up and operate in faith and declare peace, be still. So I began to speak and declare the word over my situation. God, I thank you. And I declare my house is being sold in the name of Jesus. God, I thank you that my clients are paying me. And I call in more clients to come into my business. I thank you that you're growing my company. I thank you that Pathfinders is going to the next level. I thank you that we're going to touch the nation. I thank you that East Lake Campus is going to grow to 3,000 people. And I began to declare the word of the Lord with all the faith that I got. And that's when something broke through. I'm like, that's it. That's what the Lord was expecting of the disciples to rise up and to operate in faith. You keep reading and look at how he responds. He was in the stern asleep on a pillow and they awoke him and said to him, Teacher, do you not care that we are perishing? Then he arose and rebuked the wind and said to the sea, Peace be still and the wind ceased and there was a great calm. But he said to them, Why are you so fearful? Do we have the scripture up there? Would you mind putting the scripture up there? It's verse 40. But he said to them, why are you so fearful? How is it that you have no, how is it that you have no, how is it that you have no, no faith? No faith. How is it that you have no faith? What is faith? And and I just begin to wonder, what, what was Jesus thinking about when he said that? Because we have the scriptures now, we can get into the mind of Christ and really under, try to understand what is it that he was thinking. What did he mean by faith? What did he mean, what did he mean by, but how is it that you have, no, have no faith? I'm, I'm going to do our best. We're going to do our best to try to break down the concept of faith. Is that all right? Because had they understood what faith was back then, maybe, just maybe, this story would have been different. Maybe. Is it okay if we go through the, the concept of faith real quick? Let's go to Hebrews chapter 11. Hebrews chapter 11. I'll tell you a crazy story that happened on Sunday. Oh, my gosh. Speaking of storms, I, it's like God has me on a theme of storms. I'm like, I don't want to be in a storm, Holy Spirit. Sunday was so powerful. How, how many of you enjoyed really Sunday morning? I'm standing there in worship and and I have a vision. I know it was a vision from God. And I see the hands of the Lord on Natalie and I. And the Holy Spirit shows me that God is saying to us, I have you right where I want you. And I see the storm. I'm like, okay, this is interesting. And the Holy Spirit says, I have you right where I want you. You have to go through the storm so your roots can grow deeper. And I'm like, that was the Lord. So I went on my phone, true story. I grabbed my phone and I'm like, do trees need to go through storms so that their roots can grow deeper? And the answer was shocking. Trees need to encounter hard winds so their roots can grow deeper. I'm like, babe, this is during worship. I'm like, babe. She's like, I'm trying to worship. I'm like. Holy Spirit just spoke to me. Look at this. And then she goes, did you know that? Because she had done some study. I've never seen that, never heard that. She goes, did you know that roots don't grow just deep vertically? They interlock with other trees. So when you go through a storm, it's an opportunity for us to grow our roots deeper into our community. And Google said... Not only do roots grow deeper, but it's so that the tree can grow taller. I have good news for you. If you're here tonight and you find yourself in the middle of a storm, maybe, just maybe, the Holy Spirit wants your roots to grow a little deeper. Interlock with your brothers and sisters in the Lord. Come on, somebody. And and, and gain that strength from your community so that your life can grow taller so that your faith can grow bigger. Come on, so your vision can see farther. Are you with me? So that you can elevate and see. How many of you know that I can see way farther from up here than from down there? But thanks be to God, come on somebody, that he allows me and you to go through storms so that we can grow taller and begin to see all that God has for us. James chapter one, come on. James chapter one, count it all joy when you fall into various trials, knowing that the testing of your faith Faith produces patience that you might be found fa- f- perfect and complete lacking nothing here we see faith again that the testing of your faith that the testing of your faith how can faith be tested unless we go through a storm count it all Job, when you find when you, when you find yourself going through various trials knowing that the testing of your faith how is it that you have no faith Let's break this down. Hebrews 11, chapter 1. Man, I feel the Holy Spirit is wanting to impart faith to us tonight. You know, the Bible says in 1 Corinthians chapter 12, Paul mentions the nine gifts of the Spirit. One of them is the gift of faith. And we are in a church that Pastor Jurgen Lee and have the gift of faith. You read his book, Leader's Side, you read all of this. They're, they're a story of faith, great faith. And, and, and it's beautiful. Paul says, How I long to be with you so I can impart a spiritual blessing. There's, there's something that happens when we lay hands on each other, and there's really a covering over us from our pastors. And we can also ask the Holy Spirit Holy Spirit, I want the gift of faith and i'm believing tonight for those that are hungry that want to give to faith god is about to impart a gift of faith tonight amen it's going to be good andy as we get going let's preach together amen all right hebrews 11 chapter 1 verses verses 1 through 3 now faith is the substance of things hoped for the evidence of things not seen i want you to see this through the lens of jesus telling his disciples how is it that you have no how is it that you have no faith what was he thinking? What was going through his mind? Thankfully, we have the Bible. We know what was in the mind of Christ. Hebrews 11, chapter 1. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Disciples, you didn't have the substance of things hoped for or the evidence of things not seen. All you, Your life was being ruled, but what you were seeing in your surroundings that's why you were panicking and freaking out disciples because you were scared that you might die but you weren't being ruled you were being ruled by your natural senses instead I want you to grow in faith come on and, and, and be and, and live under uh, under the, the 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 anointing of faith which is the substance of things hoped for the evidence of things not seen Are you hearing what I'm saying For by it the elders obtained a good testimony. By faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God. So that the things which are seen were not made of things which are visible. Things which are seen were not made of things which are visible. Now I understand that some of us have a certain part of the brain that's a little more dominant. That we tend to be more analytical. We like line by line and numbers. And I'm a numbers guy, and some of us are, tend to be a little bit more, a little dominant, a little part of the other drain, brain. We're a little more artistic, and we can, and we can imagine, we can be futuristic, we can have vision. That that happens. But I want you to, I, w- I want you to to open your heart to the Holy Spirit. Come on, and let him equip you tonight. Let it, let him equip us tonight, and understand the concept of faith. Because when you find yourself going through a storm, this can get you through. Amen. So by faith, now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Remember that. We're going to read three passages that that, that have the theme of faith. Romans chapter 10, verses 8 through 10. Watch this. Romans 10, this is Paul speaking, verses 8 through 10. But what does it say? The word is near you. Everybody say the word. The word is near you in your mouth. Everybody say mouth. And in your heart. Everybody say heart. Heart. That is the word of faith. Everybody say faith. Which we preach. That if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For with the heart one believes unto righteousness and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. Do you see a connection of faith, heart, and mouth? Faith, heart, and mouth. Watch this. This is how we get saved. And this is the foundation of our salvation. Okay, the, 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 the equation, the formula, so to speak, Jesus saves us, but this is how it happened. Watch this. Verse nine, that if you confess with your mouth, confess with your mouth, the Lord Jesus, and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Salvation is the manifestation of what we're believing for. If we confess with our mouth and believe in our hearts, then we will be saved. What is it that you're believing for? Because if you're believing for a baby, I confess, I declare, come on, that I'm going to have a baby in the name of Jesus, and I believe in my heart. And as I confess and believe, come on, confession will lead unto salvation, the manifestation. Are you with me? Are you catching what I'm saying? For with the heart, one believes unto righteousness, and with the mouth, confession is made unto salvation. I can't tell you how many storms I've gone through by operating in this. I believe in my heart and I confess in my mouth. Even when I don't see the results that I'm expecting. And you confess with your mouth and you believe in your heart. Oh, Pastor Marco, that's hocus pocus. No, it's not. It's in the Bible. It's in the Word of God. I believe in my heart and I confess with my mouth. So there's really a three, a three, kind of like a three step to faith, three part. What do you call like movies that have three... Tr- trilogy, this is like a trilogy, okay? So remember, trilogy. Now you pick the one, Creed, one, maybe Creed 1, 2, and 3. Everybody watch Creed 3? Really? Thank you, is that Daniel? All right, good. You got to watch that movie, so good. Now watch this. Faith, let's, let's put that um, on the stage. Faith, on the screen, faith is believing in our hearts, confessing with our mouths. Do we have that slide? I really want you to see it. Okay, there we go. Faith is believing in our hearts. If I say believing in our hearts, confessing with our mouths until we have the substance assurance title deed or evidence that what we're believing for is actually happening. Number four, repeat until we get the evidence in our hearts. Number four, repeat until we get the evidence in our hearts. Let me break it down to you. Let's say you're believing for a house. And you're going through a storm because you've, you've tried to apply, you didn't qualify, or maybe you got laid off and you were believing for a house and, and maybe you got another job, maybe, you name it, okay? So what does that look like? I am believing in my heart that I'm going to own a house. And I want to encourage you to begin to incubate, begin to see the house. Come on, create an atmosphere of faith in your heart. Begin to see and believe, get really specific. Holy Spirit, I see the house that you're wanting to bless us with. And then you begin to confess God, I declare that my house, come on, that house, and name the address. Come on, 125 uh, Elevation Street, Awaken Street, 91914, in the name of Jesus is my house. is my house. I declare it in the name of Jesus. Now... The Bible says in Hebrews 11:1 that faith is the substance of things hoped for. The substance is the same definition, that word substance, as title deed. When you get a house, what do you get? You get a title deed. It's the assurance. It's like it now becomes a, a tangible, spiritual thing in your heart. Like I know that's happening. I know that's happening. So you believe in your heart and you confess with your mouth, God, I declare that's my house in the name of Jesus. I declare I can see my kids growing up in that house. I can see my family coming over. I can see Chris and me celebrating Christmas. I can see me celebrating Easter with my family. I can see me having a connect group. I can see me having deliverance sessions in the name of Jesus. Come on, my house, I can see my house. Come on, I can see us having celebrated vision builders in my house. It's going to be so big. It's going to inspire my whole church. And I declare and believe in my heart. And I do it until until I get the assurance in my heart. Until I get the assurance in my heart. You know that the Bible says in Psalm chapter 1? It says, "Blessed is he. No, blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stands in the paths of sinners, nor sits in the seed of the scornful. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law he meditates day and night. Therefore, he shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water, and will bring forth its fruit in its season, and, and, and the, its leaves will not wither, and whatever he does will prosper. Now, watch me." Blessed is he, it's that in, in his law, will meditate day and night. You know what the word meditation means? To mutter. To mutter is like the same as, as, as a, a, the cattle would chew. Chew on the, on the feed. Is that what it's called, feed? Would chew and, on the cut. Chew and chew. So, so when you begin to mutter the word of the Lord, you get a promise from heaven. I'm believing for a house. Come on, I'm believing for a house. And you get a promise from a house in the name of Jesus. Come on, the house of the Lord, you begin a promise and you begin to declare. And repeat it over and over and over again. You're chewing on it. You're muttering it until the substance begins to grow in your heart. Are you hearing what I'm saying? And you declare the word of the Lord. Then the manifestation happens. I remember... You know, this beautiful girl I was dating in high school, we broke up. She broke up with me. This girl says that I broke up with her. But I have the mic, so it's my story tonight. And I remember, you know, we broke up for a year and I began to miss her. And I remember going to the Bible. I said, God, speak to me. And I remember I opened my Bible. You wanna know the true story? Did this okay? Dr. Cho calls this dangerous business, but I just went for it. God speak to me. I was a brand new Christian and I went and I went to Isaiah 37. I'm gonna read it to you Isaiah 37. Some of us are really gonna grow tonight and we're gonna take this tool and fight with it. You might find yourself in a storm, you might not, but maybe you're believing for something. I want to encourage you, come on, to confess with your mouth, believe in your heart, and, and begin to mutter and chew on it until you have the assurance in your heart and watch what happens. I want to challenge you tonight. But I, I go to Isaiah 37, and it became my word. Isaiah 37, here we go. Okay. Okay. Therefore, thus says the Lord concerning the king of Assyria. Now this girl, it was Natalie, by the way, okay? Now she's my wife. She was dating this other guy. Can you believe it? I can't. But she was. I did not waited for her for a year. I waited. I waited. She didn't. I actually tried, but it didn't work out with some other. That's another story. But therefore thus says the Lord concerning the king of Assyria. Now the guy she was dating, her his name started with an A. So I'm like, oh, that's him. That's him. Amen. All right. He shall not come into this, come into this city, nor shoot an arrow there, nor come before it with shield, nor build a siege mound against it. By the way that he came, by the same shall he return. And he shall not come into the city, says the Lord, for I will defend this city to save it for my own sake and for my servant David's sake. I said, I'm David. Praise the Lord. And this became, I just heard that teaching. This became my word that I was fighting with. Can I have the worship team come up? This became the word that I was fighting with. And I began to contend. And guess what? The assurance began to grow in my heart. And I knew that Natalie was mine. Her mom calls me and she goes, Marco, No, by the way, at that time, she didn't like me, okay? I don't know why. I still can't believe it, but she didn't like me at the time. She goes, Marco, I got to tell you something. If you're at all interested, still interested in Natalie, it's been a year. Now's the time. This other guy's about to propose. I said, Peggy, it's not going to happen. And I was, is this one of the most purest form of faith that I've ever had? Because I knew that it wasn't going to happen. I knew she was mine. I said, it's not going to happen. How do you know? I just know it. We're going to be together. Oh, my gosh. I just know it. And I knew it. I just knew it. I had, because, because the assurance had grown in my heart. So I remember I called her. It was Thanksgiving weekend. I said, hey, what are you doing? She's like, what? Why are you calling? Uh, just don't worry about it. I said, hey, you know, my family's celebrating Thanksgiving tonight in Mexico. It was a Friday. I said, do you want to come with me? And she She's like, okay, well, let me call my mom. So she calls her mom, and her mom acted like she hadn't talked to me. She, she's like, well, I guess if you don't go, you'll never know. So I picked her up. We went to Mexico, we were listening to one of our songs. By accident, just played. It was like a movie. And we say, just took one look. We looked at each other's eyes, and we're like, oh, my gosh. We both just like, thank you, Andy. <laughs> that was really good. Give me, give me some atmosphere. We looked in each other's eyes, and we knew that was it. It took one look. She broke up with the other guy the next day. But here's the thing. I had the assurance. I want to encourage you. Whatever you're fighting, come on, whatever you're believing for, whatever storm you're in, grab a promise from the Bible. There's 8,000 of them. And begin to contend and fight in the middle of the storm because our God will get you through it. Come on, can I hear an amen? Why don't we all stand real quick? And I want to finish with the scripture, the last scripture, because it just really exemplifies what we're talking about here. Mark chapter 4, verses 22 and 24. Now this is really interesting. I just saw. Listen to this. This is brilliant. This is Mark chapter four, verses 22 through 24. This happened right before the storm. And then they encounter a storm. It was like Jesus was training them and preparing them. This is how I want you to operate. Listen to this, let's read it together. For there's nothing hidden which will not be revealed. Okay, keep going to the next verse. Let's go to the next one. Let's go to the next one. I think I got the wrong one. Mark chapter 4. Is that Mark chapter 4, verse 22, 34? I'm going to go to my Bible. This is really good. Give me a second. I have my Mark chapter 4. Yes, not Mark, it might be Matthew. But listen to this. So Jesus answered and said to them, Have faith in God. Everybody say faith. For as surely I say to you, whoever says to this mountain, Be removed and be cast into the sea, do we have that no just follow me and does not doubt in his heart but believes that those things he says will be done he will have whatever he says therefore i say to you whatever things you ask when you pray believe that you receive them and you will have them let me read it again so jesus answered and said to them have faith in god everybody say faith for as surely i say to you if say say i say to you whoever says to this mountain or the storm be removed and be cast into the sea and does not doubt in his heart, you see the mouth and the heart, but believes that those things he says will be done, he will have whatever he says. Therefore I say to you, whatever things you ask when you pray, believe that you receive them and you will have them. So powerful. Listen, if Jesus is on my boat, I don't care what storms I go through. I don't care what storms would look like. If Jesus is on my boat, if I know that Jesus is on my boat, it doesn't matter what storm we go through. Because I know that the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords is on the boat. And I got good news for you. Jesus is on your boat. Whatever whatever you're navigating through, come on. He's going to encourage you. He's going to build you with faith so you can navigate through it. Let's finish it with the scripture. Hebrews chapter 11 verses 32 and 35. And I want us to read this together. Hebrews 11, 32, 35. Are you ready? One, two, three. And what more shall I say? For the time would fail me to tell of Gideon and Barak and Samson and Jephthah, also of David and Samuel and the prophets, who through faith subdued kingdoms, worked righteousness, obtained promises, stopped the mouths of lions, quenched the violence of fire, escaped the edge of the sword, out of weakness were made strong, became valiant in battle, turned flight the armies of the aliens, women received their dead raised to life. That's good right there. Come on, that's, that is, that is the Holy Spirit equipping us, come on, to navigate through the storms. And I believe that the Holy Spirit is wanting to give impart to us the gift of faith tonight. If you're here tonight, listen, we're going to worship, we're going to pray, but if you're here tonight and you're believing for God to increase your faith and impart the gift of faith, I just want you to come to the front. We're going to worship. We're going to ask the Holy Spirit to come upon us, impart the gift of faith to believe. Come on, begin to believe for the supernatural in our lives. If that's you, I want you to come to the front. We'll just make room. Come on, if that's you, don't get Just stay in your seat. Don't stay where you are. Can we go back to that song of Stones and Stones? No, what's the other one? Yeah, yeah. Come on, let's just put ourselves before the presence of the Lord and let's just believe, I believe that the Holy Spirit is gonna impart a gift of faith to us tonight.
2: Thank you, Holy Spirit.
1: like a muscle you have to exercise it you have to declare and believe and declare and it grows and it grows as you see as you see the lord begin to work so i want us to do this i want us to play again and i want us to begin to speak and declare come on speak and declare through your storm and begin to declare on your own, just you on your own, and begin to speak and, and, and watch, watch faith begin to arise in your heart. But I want you to speak as it already happened. The Bible says that God calls those things that are, that are not as though they were. Come on, it's a, it's, it's a powerful thing when we begin to declare, God, I thank you for my house. I thank you for my baby. God, I thank you for my finances. I thank you for that promotion. As if it already happened, you begin to take, to partake, come on, on the nature of God. So let's just play again, sing, and let's just begin to declare right now. Come on. I need you, oh God, my
2: God. Begin to dig deep.
1: Come on in the in the in the, the core of your heart what you're believing for, for begin to declare. Come on and believe oh God, and declare with God, faith I in the name you. of Jesus.
2: Oh God, my God.
1: We can, we can stay with our eyes closed. I feel the Holy Spirit healing some of us from a childhood trauma. There's some people here tonight that have experienced childhood trauma, and that has uh, literally, it, it like, put a ceiling on your faith. Because trust was broken, it's hard for you to trust. It's hard for you to trust, trust in your Heavenly Father and to believe for the supernatural. But I believe that tonight, right now, in the name of Jesus, the Holy Spirit is coming to the inner parts of your heart and your mind and your psyche to heal you and release the trauma. It's like a knot a that, that, that the Lord is undoing and releasing. Watch, you're going to feel a release right now in the name of Jesus. It's like your muscles were tense. In fact, some of you in your back has been tense and tight for so long, but I feel the Holy Spirit as as some of that is being released. Watch watch the muscles on your shoulders and your neck be- begin to release right now in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. It's like a like a like a masseuse. the Holy Spirit is coming to release and the healing is coming from the deeper parts of your heart. Thank you Holy Spirit. Thank you Holy Spirit. Thank you Holy Spirit come on receive the healing right now in the name of jesus come on the holy spirit is doing some some deep healing right now come on if you need your heart you need healing in your heart right now come on just lean in to the holy spirit he's beginning to heal you and how are you going to know you're going to find it easy to forgive you're going to find it easy to forgive those that have hurt you. Come on, I see forgiveness taking place right now. Man, I see that childhood trauma being healed. I see you with the ability to forgive in the name of Jesus. Come on, release the forgiveness right now. Begin to declare it. I forgive and name the person. Come on, nobody has to hear you. It's just you and God. Begin to forgive right now. In the name of Jesus. Watch those muscles being loosened right now in the name of Jesus. Man, I see ceilings being broken when it comes to your level of faith. You're gonna begin to dream again and see again. Watch you grow taller all of a sudden because of the healing that's taking place on the inside of you. Your roots growing deeper. You're gonna be able to see, have vision for the future. Come on, vision and dreaming and excitement. Some of you have lost all hope but I see the Holy Spirit restoring hope in your heart. Come on, the joy of the Lord is your strength. Is restoring joy in your heart and hope in your heart. Come on, rabasete rebo son daramande, kerele papa sandara masete rebasanda, kere basanda rabasete rebasanda, karabasete rebo son daramasende. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. I ask you to impart to us right now the gift of faith right now. Come on, hold your hands up high. You're going to receive something. The gift of faith, to believe for the supernatural, to believe for big things, to have the kind of faith that could speak to this mountain and say, be removed and cast into the sea and see that happening. Come on, mountains in our lives, obstacles, hurdles, things that are blocking us, being able to have the kind of faith, come on, in assurance and confidence in the Lord, that relationship that we can have the same authority in the name of Jesus. Come on, he said, behold, I give you authority over all the power of hell. Come on, and nothing shall by any means hurt you. Authority in the name of Jesus. Come on, receive the authority right now of the Holy Spirit. Come on, I see a mantle of authority coming upon us right now in the name of Jesus. Authority, authority, authority. Come on, and an ability to believe a gift, a gift of faith, to believe for the supernatural and seeing the manifestations of the things that we're believing for. It's almost like God has given us weapons tonight, come on, to fight, to fight. When I, I've never seen this before, but as I was praying, I saw the devil mad. It's never happened to me before. I knew he'd be mad because we're getting weapons in our hands to fight. Man, I see this prophetically very clear. The devil has tried to bring discouragement to some of you. Some of us, really. Discouragement, discouragement. If that's you tonight, I don't want you to raise your hand. If you're dealing with discouragement right now, just be really bold, raise your hand. Discouragement, discouragement keep them really high discouragement but God knew what we needed he's giving you tools and I see hope being restored just keep them up high keep them up, keep them up high if you're around can you begin to pray for them come on lay hands on everybody you see with their hands raised keep them up high come on we're going back to the book of miracles see faith being restored and hope being restored right now come on just begin to lay hands on them and begin to pray for them begin to pray for them come on begin to pray for them declare faith Come on, hope being restored right now. Come on, hearts being healed right now. Visions being restored right now in the name of Jesus. Come on, we're not going to leave this place. Come on, until we see a move of the Holy Spirit really wrecking us. Come on, and touching us in the name of Jesus. Come on, how bad do you want it?
2: I need
1: you when i'm feeling discouraged there's a beautiful scripture in isaiah chapter 60. isaiah 60 talks about the glory of the lord that rises upon us in the light of god being upon us one of the most beautiful chapters with the most beautiful promises and there's a scripture that says that your heart it says will swell with joy you're going to see a move of god in your life the glory of the lord descending upon it upon you that your heart will swell with joy And that's what I begin to declare when I'm feeling down, I'm feeling sad, I say, God, I thank you that my heart will swell with joy. Come on, that the joy of the Lord is my strength. And I begin to see the glory of the Lord descending upon me and my heart swelling with joy. Come on, putting a smile on my face and laughter back in my mouth in the name of Jesus. If that's you tonight, I want you to take it and run with it. When you feel down, say, guess what, devil? My heart will swell with joy in the name of Jesus and declare it and chew on it and mutter it until you see the manifestation, come on, of the joy of the Lord coming back to you. I'm telling you, God made it very simple. He gives us the tools. Let's walk with them, amen? Father, thank you for tonight. We open up our hearts to you. Fill our hearts with courage, with joy, and with faith. God, I pray that we would remember tonight forever and the tools that You've equipped us with so that we can learn and know how to fight when we find ourselves in the storm. In Jesus'
0: name. And everybody said? Everybody said? Amen. God bless you guys. Wow. What an amazing word. I hope you enjoyed that as much as I did. Hey, listen. For more information about our church, go to www.awakenchurch.com